I'm Catherine Bice, your host to Bowie, a Life in Deeper Water podcast. I live on the Outer Banks of North Carolina on what many call a 200-mile sandbar along the wildly native Atlantic coast. As a nonprofit professional, I had such a heart for bringing resources to underserved youth and artists, New York City, Los Angeles, but the ocean is now my daily muse. So why buoy? To bear my witness to a seaworthy faith, one witness of God's divine persuasion in our deep blue lives, I seek faith that rocks with resilience. Buoy is rocking on a small, sun-drenched platform, spending a few minutes to warm up with the sea lines and navigate a deeper perspective on how our faith is our witness. We all have to swim to it. If you are here to buoy your life in a way only God's swell provides, or your swim brought you to this open water but you're not sure why, we are on the same journey. Hey, thanks for jumping on buoy today. Welcome to Buoy, a Life in Deeper Water podcast, episode 32. I'm bursting with God news, a big watery love hold on others. Hello, human. Magnificat is the Latin word for magnify and is the first word in the Latin translation of Mary's canticle in the Gospel of Luke. It begins with the words magnificat, anima, mea, dominum, which in English is translated as my soul magnifies the Lord. In other translations, it starts as my soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. After Mary received the visit from the angel, she went to visit her cousin Elizabeth, who was pregnant with John the Baptist. When Mary arrived, Elizabeth greeted her. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to see me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord will fulfill his promises to her. And Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. Luke 1, 42-55 The message translation says, I'm bursting with God news. I'm dancing the song of my Savior God. God took one good look at me, and look what happened. I'm the most fortunate woman on earth. What God has done for me will never be forgotten. The God whose very name is holy, set apart from all others. Isn't this the ultimate act of obedience that Mary rejoices when she learns she will give birth to the Son of God? That in her young life, when she had no experience with being in an intimate relationship, let alone giving birth to a child, she embraced it all. For me, that is what becoming a mother is. Acceptance that you are not ready, that you do not know how to do it, that you have had no training for it. Pregnancy takes you through the miracle of formation, that first flutter that you thought was a gas bubble, but as it turns out, is that first baby kick, fluid yet strong. 
The birthing process is the most intimate connection I have had with God's power, that I was on His path of creation with no way but forward, but only through His divine sequence of events. I learned how to yield my nature to His when I became a mother. And it is in this moment that I have most trusted my Creator. It's not Christmas, I know, so maybe it seems out of season to talk about Mary and the virgin birth, but it is inextricably linked to motherhood and the way God bonds mother and child together during the experience. It's a spiritual connection. And this connection came through obedience for Mary, and the same for me. The greatest gift I can give my children is that my soul magnifies the Lord, that I call out when I'm connected to Him and how He brings my spiritual nature to life, that I am obedient to how the Son of God is present in my life, how the Holy Spirit guides me. It should be clear, but for me, motherhood has always felt like walking on the slippery edge of a mountain path. Beautiful view, unstable footing, like it is impossible to get it right. But God does that. He gets it right. The act of being a mother is directly tied to obedience to God and trusting that He will deliver your child through any circumstance. First, that he or she arrives healthy, that you hear the cry alive, then through every stage of development that God will deliver. What I have learned from motherhood is an integral part of my witness and available to anyone who crosses paths with someone who needs to be delivered. God gives us opportunities to bring others to Him. While Mother's Day prompts us to pause, appreciate, affirm our love, it is an earthly tradition. It is a created moment to do so. My mothers, grandmothers are. Being a mother is so much more than that. God's timing needs no group prompting, no nationally recognized day. God works one-on-one. The greater meaning comes from the miracle of having a creator who masterminded creating a human, a human with a soul, a soul that magnifies the Lord. We lived in California for five years. When we first relocated, we lived in an apartment complex with several swimming pools. A good thing in a climate that was 72 and sunny every day. My granddaughter, who was about five at the time, loved coming over to swim. One day, we were teaching her to jump in the pool in the middle. I was standing out in the water, a little more than waist deep. Her mother was standing over to the side. I told her I would count to three and then she should jump. I turned to acknowledge her mother's go-ahead as I got ready to count. At that moment, I felt a mass of arms and legs crashing in on me. She had jumped. No numbers, no waiting. She took the moment she had the courage to do it. She took us both under and down. Our butts hit the bottom in a flurry of bubbles. All I could think was hang on tight to her. I thought she would come out of the water scolding me and crying. But when we emerged, she was just holding on very tight with a little smile as if to say, thank you for not letting go. I did it, Grandma. That's one thing a mother does, a grandmother does, not let go. We may think what happens to our children, even something we have done or failed to do, may sink them, but it is God's will, God's way to help us not let go of the unconditional love we have between us. This love is not exclusive to mothers. This big, watery love hold on others happens to all of us. But how we do it comes in so many God ways. Big God ways. 
It takes all the mothers in the world, past, present, and future, to create an eternal mosaic of God's commitment to never let go of us. That God gives us people in our lives who take on that pool stance with outstretched arms to be there when we jump unannounced. People who do not let go. Unconditional love. A year ago, about nine years after the swimming pool memory, I asked my granddaughter if she remembered the first time she jumped into the water over her head and took us both down. She said, I remember. I will always remember. I said, please don't ever forget. And my soul proclaimed the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoiced in my God, my Savior. His grace, my gratitude. See you on the buoy. Thanks for listening today. I encourage you to speak up, human. If buoy brings value to you, take a moment to share it with someone. Write a quick review so we reach more seekers. Comment, ask questions. You can find me at katherinevice.com and buoy Catherine B on Instagram. Buoy is a life in deeper water podcast.